0: One of the topics my clients are curious about is how other people keep love going in a long-term relationship, and whether or not people stay sexual after they've been married for 25 years, and especially after they're in their 70s. Well, today I have a special guest on the podcast who talks openly about her relationship and her sexuality. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Welcome to The Great Sex Podcast. I'm Dr. Heather England, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, a certified sex therapist, and a relationship expert. Join me for candid conversations that address what you truly wanna know and answer your burning questions. I want to empower you to create the life you truly want. Welcome to this episode of The Great Sex Podcast. I am so excited for this episode today. I am here with my wonderful neighbor, Linda. And the reason I asked Linda to be on the podcast is I truly admire Linda in so many different ways. She is remarried and she has been married to her second husband for 26 years. She has five biological children. He has two kids from his first marriage. And I think Linda and her husband, Dennis, really live out life to the fullest. I see them live out their family values, but I also see them live out their love in the time that they spend together on the many vacations they do together, but just in how they interact with one another. It's so obvious to anyone that sees them how much they truly love each other and how much they have really nurtured a friendship across their long-lasting relationship. And the other reason I wanted to include Linda on the podcast is I think she's very progressive in all of her ideas about sex. And gosh, I would love to have had her as a mom because I think she really probably shoots straight with her kids about sexuality. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about Linda's relationship and what has enabled her and Dennis to nurture such a strong relationship. And also, what's helped them to cultivate such a wonderful sex life? So, here we go. So, welcome, welcome, Linda. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so excited you're here. So, Linda, first things first, you've been married to Dennis for 26 years. So, will you tell me a little about your relationship with Dennis and how do you feel about him and what types of things you guys have done to create such a strong relationship? Well, I think having had baggage coming from different marriages, we, because it's second marriage for each, it is. And early on, we decided that we were going to make an all-out effort, that there was no second option to get out. So, Linda, how about we start off with you just telling me a little about your relationship with Dennis? Sure. Well, when we met, we'd only known each other about four months when we got married. And so... Whoa! Wait, hey, wait, wait. You got married after only knowing each other? Four months? Holy cow. But I had a checklist and he, he hit all the boxes and he pursued me. And so that was fun. Yes. And so we decided early on and talked at length about what our hopes and dreams were and what we wanted hmm. and that there was no option for divorce for us. If we got married again, it would be forever. So it sounds like you went into this relationship kind of eyes wide open. We try in as much as you can, as much as as much as you can. But it also sounds like you had some serious conversations at the beginning about what the relationship would be and what kind of that you both were gonna be committed to this. We were never we gonna find a way to make it work. And we were forty-seven years old. Mm-hmm. And so we were old enough to know mm-hmm. what to expect. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had a timeline we set goals every year one year five year 10 year goals Oh, like and so the first of, of the year we always set goals and so we kind of had a dream a desire to move along a certain path and kind of knew what that would look like so he's darling he is a wonderful man and he is yes. is my gift i feel like god just placed him in my life at the right <laughs> time because although he's not perfect he comes pretty close <laughs> as far as wanting to make me happy and giving me gifts and being open to sometimes I'm, I'm a little extreme. And so he's open to that. And we have very frank discussions and we're very passionate about our discussions. <laughs> but we love each other and we are determined to have a happy marriage. And sometimes we have a fight and we go to different rooms, but we always make up mm-hmm. and we start over again mm-hmm. with determination. Mm-hmm. So we've just had a great life. There's been a few ups and downs, usually with children. Mm-hmm. And um, and so and he's uh, he works a lot, mm-hmm. although he's now retired, but he spent a lot of time in his office, which is a little frustrating for me because it was like, come play with me, Oh not writing mine. <laughs> And so I'm sure I was in aggravation, but he really pulls out all the stops for me. And it's nice to feel appreciated. And I, and her. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I I love that. Mm -hmm. So you said something really interesting, and I think it's really important to set uh, goals and relationships Mm -hmm. And so few people do that. So can you give us an example? Like what would maybe a five-year goal have been or a 10-year goal or, you know, a one-year goal? Okay. Well, we always do our money donation. We have a special needs son, so we know where that money's going. But our other donations of what we find pertinent and important Mm -hmm. to our lives? And then, um, and how much we're going to give our children a year in gifts. We kind of have at least a ballpark figure. What we're gonna do as far as vacations, we kind of get an idea of whether we're gonna stay in the country or go out of the country. We set goals for our relationships about, so what if this happens? One of the things as we get older is preparation for death or being alone. And so we need to be mindful that as we get older, you know, things are going to begin happening. And as much as you can prepare for that, and it seems kind of sad or maybe people don't want to talk about it, we find it necessary. Yeah, it's real. I need information. I'm an information person. So if you tell me what I can expect, then I can kind of mentally prepare. It's when I'm not prepared, unexpected, that I'm sent into a tailspin. And so for us, it's like, okay, so this next year we're going to retire, or we're going to sell the house and we're going to build another house, or we're going to live in the city, not in the country anymore, things like that. Right. Right. That so, yeah. No, I think that's wonderful. So. What do you think are some things that you and Dennis have done intentionally to keep your love so strong, to cultivate the love within your relationship? We play. We play a lot. We're just silly together. I find him sexy and desirable. I find him, he wants to feel appreciated. He wants me to pay attention to him sometimes extra, not just food on the table or clean clothes, but extra i walk by with a pat you know or i pat his head or whatever but it's just a matter of making him feel like he's important to me every day Mm -hmm. and so we go out of our way to do that to each other it doesn't always revolve around sex but we giggle and we act silly together but i think it's important for our relationship at least i need that and i think he does too everyone wants to feel valued and i'm glad he's here and I'm glad when he takes time off work, and I'm glad when he makes me feel special. He just does extraordinary things, and I appreciate that. I try to do that. Gratefulness is such a huge thing, to be grateful to your partner for things. When when you're grateful, it's hard to be annoyed, right? Well, we get annoyed with each other, but we say it, and (laughs) it'll be, you know? And then it's back to, you know, I thank you for taking time to do that thanks for getting the groceries today Mm -hmm. or filling up the car with gas. Sometimes just the little bitty things that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, we don't have to make a statement. You can say that as you walk through the room. Mm -hmm. But But little things to me are what make life, I think it matters a lot. Yeah, the little things really do add up. And when you reach out to your partner and show love in the little things, it does, it all adds up. It does, right? They do end up, feeling important to you you know it's a way of showing your love of showing how special they are well and then that evolves into sex it's like move over in the shower i'm coming in kind of thing. <laughs> and well and it's it's a matter of you know do you want to take a nap nap today i mean a sleep nap or a nap nap you know <laughs> so a nap nap i take. It. and so it are kind of great early on and and just um just playfulness, just yeah. things like that. Yeah. Well, I think sex has to incorporate playfulness. So we, we've already gotten into sex. I, I was going to start a love and a relationship and things about that. Well, let's just let's just go right into sex. So how about you tell me about your relationship with sex okay. and how that's changed over the years? Okay. So, well, when we met, I'd been along for a long, long time and he had come out of a disastrous divorce and developed felt um, pretty... Uh, Defeated, and uh, things, or he just could not control uh, what happened, and so his feelings were hurt. And I think he was really looking for some affirmations and somebody to to kind of build him up. And so when we met, we were just instantly—I don't know—we gravitated towards each other. We were excited by each other. We wanted to be with each other all the time, and so sex naturally happened, but we were friends first. One of the things that we did while we were dating early on, because I'd had other partners and he had two, I asked him, have you ever had an AIDS test? And he said, no, I haven't, but that's a good idea. How about we do that? So we both did that. So while we were waiting for those test results, we got to know each other. So it was almost an entire month of talking on the phone and really getting to know each other. And it was good for us. So we didn't just fall into bed together. And so for us, it was kind of the foundation you know, of our relationship. And so when we did get together sexually, then we were... Um, it just made it that much better. Number one, we knew we were disease-free. But two, we had talked about the things we wanted in a sexual relationship. So, you actually actively talked about we did. sex life during that time we did. We... I'd had no secrets from him. Yeah. And he maybe didn't know names, but he knew that I'd had relationships with different people and that I was looking for more than that. And mm-hmm. we were able to tell her what you wanted in a sexual relationship. Maybe not explicitly, maybe not down to a little details. But that let's not fight about sex, let's never make this a big issue. This is something that we mutually agree on, and we will make an effort to be good to each other, Mm -hmm. and to be kind, and to trust each other. And I kind of think that 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 was really important for us to kind of lay the groundwork. Yeah, I really admire you for having those conversations, especially that early on in our relationship. I mean, there are people that have been married 20 years that haven't had a conversation about sex. It's or anything. And, you know, I, I have to think Dennis is a very confident man that you were able to talk about your past sexual relationships, and you too, mm-hmm. and not get whipped out, you know, or jealous, or insulted. Sometimes it comes up, you know, even now, it's like, oh, yeah, well, but not in a bad way. That's just made us who we are. And so he had learned some, what is it called, Kuma Sutra in college, <laughs> and he had read the Joy of Sex. Oh my God! And I had read it too. And so we knew we were very sexual, both of us. Uh-huh. And so we thought that uh, we were going to be a good combination, and that's proven to be true. I love that. I just love that. Yeah. You know, and I think it's really interesting because we we make this assumption that other people are. Well, I think sometimes we think everybody's having more sex than us. Like so on the one hand, when we're younger, I get we get that with it. So then I think we make this assumption that older people are done yet yeah, to sex, sex. But it's just totally wrong. Right. It is it's it's as right. long as, as, as it works. works. Exactly. It, enjoy it, right? Enjoy those bodies. Dennis's dad was eighty one and I remember his stepmother said. He woke up this morning and I uh, took advantage of it. <laughs> that and so he thinks that it's it's you know, his dad was eighty one that he's got more morning. <laughs> so and being a pilot, I think they're sexed anyway. So I was like <laughs> go to the airport and smell some of that burned jet fuel, you know, and it's a aphrodisiac or something but it's yeah. just a yeah, you know, typical men talk. But Yeah, I think that many people do not have sex at my age, or very infrequent. And I think women, number one, don't know a lot about their bodies, Mm -hmm. but they don't know how to ask for what they want. Mm -hmm. Sadly, we were raised in a time where women, if you knew what you wanted sexually, and you liked sex, Mm -hmm. and you said so, then you were naughty. You were a bad woman, you must be a prostitute or a bald girl. Or you've had lots of affairs, yeah. but you are not a good Christian. Right. And what an injustice to women to have been raised like that, saying wow. you you should never have an orgasm. You should not really know what's going on with your body and you sure don't want to ask your husband what you want because it's all about him. Right. And it instills shame. Oh, am I Oh because sex is natural. Orgasms are natural. The feelings are good. they the only purpose of your clitoris is for pleasure. That's the only thing the clitoris does what? is provide pleasure. So when we shame women for just kind of being who they are, and uh-huh. it's a horrible thing. It is. Yeah. And little children. I mean, I know we have lots of grandchildren. Little children are sexual, mm-hmm. and we shut them down and make them make them feel like that. That's we just don't do that. That's in private. And we say no. But even little boys, I remember my little boys, you know, growing out, touching themselves. And as little boys, they wanted to piddle off the deck or run around naked. And it was always like, you have to put clothes on them because the older ladies in the neighborhood, you know, may not accept that. Mm-hmm. you're too free. But I remember ironing with just my bra and my shorts on in front of my children. And or they'd walk in on me. And it, it wasn't that I would parade around in front of my children naked, but It was normal. It was natural for us. Darcy didn't wear a shirt until she was five. You know, it was like she'd just go out in the backyard and play, and I thought that was perfectly fine. But I caught some criticism for it. So I think that it's such a shame. But women of my generation, particularly, they just don't want to talk about sex. They just very inhibited. Oftentimes, just know their bodies. They don't even know how babies are born let alone what they want in bed yeah and i found they don't they don't enjoy sex so because they don't know their bodies they don't know how to touch themselves they don't know what feels good you know they were never encouraged to masturbate in fact they were told not to that that was i thought so bad it was a slutty thing to do right that they don't enjoy sex with their partners and it's just a thing they think they have to do and they would be more than happy to never have sex again that's right and, yeah, and it's a shame. I think there's a center. Well, and men, I believe that partners oftentimes aren't very informed. They're not very educated. They don't know a woman's body. They don't do it. what they should be doing to make her want that. Right? You know, sometimes Dennis will say to me, you know, are we going to have a nap today? Or what? And especially sometimes I'm not in the mood until I get into the mood. Right. But... That also means your partner's participating. Mm -hmm. And your partner's not just getting his gratification. Mm -hmm. He's also including you and particularly wanting to please you. That makes a world of difference. Oh, huge difference. You know, so many of the problems my clients will bring to me are often because either partner just doesn't know how to be sexual. They don't know how to touch each other. Mm -hmm. They don't talk about it, so they don't know what feels good or doesn't feel good. So they end up having sex that's just not really good sex. And it's not sex worth wanting. So how are you gonna desire sex if your partner's not touching you in the right ways? If you're not connecting at that level, well, you're not gonna to wanna to have sex. Oftentimes men, they just wanna dive in there, get right to it, have intercourse, be dying. How much fun is that? And that's not, that's not fun, that's, that's not fun. fun. You're a get all the good stuff when, they, when you go right to it, right? So, you know, many men, they just dive right into air course and they're missing all that good stuff along the way. And if they're not taking the time to pleasure their partner, well, of course, they're not getting wet. They're not having the time to get aroused. So sex is painful and it's not enjoyable and it's not fun. And it's at the end of the day when you're tired and worse, you don't, you don't want to spend all that energy and play around for an hour. You just don't want to. Mm-hmm. And if, if you've had children pull on you all day, you certainly don't want somebody else pull on. Exactly. And so I, I just think inopportune times. You know, I think men have to be a little sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. And um, we always thought nooners were fun. You know, and it's left with, you know, or. Well, I love your naps too. Like we were, we were at a social thing together recently, and you were talking about how you guys had spent the afternoon in bed. You were having a cocktail, and was I assume that was a nap? Nap, not a sleep nap, but that was a sex nap. Right? <laughs> it was a sex nap? Nap is a sex nap, but it's also a cocktail nap and a movie nap, and it, you know, and then it bombs into to sleeping after sex, and so. Um, but we have fun like that. We play tent under the sheets, so we're silly. Wait a minute, tent under the sheet. Oh, you know, or you up, up, up. sheets up over your head, and and we just have fun. And and I love we have different it. names for things, and just you know, you go role play. And especially as we get older, I think it's harder. It, sometimes it's harder to put forth the effort because your arms hurt if you're on top. Yeah, you know, like, and all like, car we get tired, and or you get turning yours in the middle? Yeah, I have those all lot. And, and it's like, oh my goodness, should we stop? Are we old? Enough? Are we that old now? We're just a determined. We're not going to stop. Yes, no, you keep going mall, you're so playful, and you don't pick each other. Like you don't make this be a heavy thing. Oh, right, dances. Why would Oh no, we have we have so much fun. It shouldn't sex be foreign. It should. And that's, that's why we call sex toys sex toys. Because sex is fun and sex toys are a way of playing even more. And wigs and outfits and whatever it takes. When we were first married, Dennis did all kinds of fun things and and it was just made me laugh and it just makes me appreciate him more. Because he tried to make everything not just roll over in bed and take me, but Make it fun for me and make me want to do it. And so, uh, and we've learned along the way. And as we get older, like I said, it and less frequent, mm-hmm. because sometimes we just aren't interested. Mm-hmm. And so what we did, you know, every day for years, we might be satisfied with once a week mm-hmm. or once every 10 days. So we're good with that. It's okay. I think it's quality overwork. It is. And we've said that. It's like, okay, we have nothing to prove here, <laughs> and we want to desire each other, and let's not make one of us do something the other one. So I really appreciate your candor and all that you've shared, and I, like, so admire you and Dennis and how you are keeping your sex life so vibrant. You are, to me, you're what we should all try to be. I just love, yeah, that. no, I- like, <laughs> Thank you, my pleasure. Stop, <laughs> stop, Oh, that makes my mind go somewhere else. I'm sexual <laughs> pleasure. Anyway. So is there any advice that you would have given to your younger you? Say your 30-year-old you about sex or your 20-year-old you or your 40-year-old you before you met Dennis? Not so much because I've always been very sexual. Because uh, my husband and I would always try to catch time away from the children. You know, whether the my first, husband. that's my first husband... Yeah whether they were taking naps or a, a date. My mother lived with us for a while, and there was no privacy at all, and so we didn't go for invert car See so me, car, car ride. ride. So why do you think you were so sexual? <laughs> so I was so interested that. in sex? I was very interested in how my body worked. I miscarried our first child with my first husband, and then it took me three years to get pregnant with Darcy, and so I knew about ovulation, I knew, and I have a retroflex uterus, and so I had to do exercises and things like that. So I was very aware of timing, seeing where your pod was, yeah, at a very young age, and actually wanted to be wanted to be a midwife. I was just interested in having pregnancies and seeing deliveries all the way through. And uh, my friend and I, we were just always talking about it. So, just educated ourselves, huh? read books. So, I guess the younger you was pretty squared away sexually. I think so. And then, what advice would you give maybe the average, you know, 35 year old who's got three young kids and they're exhausted and, you know, for them and their husband? My gynecologist and I talked about this not long ago because she said, You should talk to my 40 year olds. She said, They come in here and their children are teenagers and they too are still exhausted. Mm-hmm. And they don't want their husbands pulling on that, and maybe they've grown apart, and maybe they don't even get a conversation in a day, and yet they're expected to to make love with their husbands, and they really either don't like them or they just don't want to take that time to be playful. And when you have children in the house, it's very inhibiting. Mm-hmm. I think I would tell them to make dates, to go away for the weekend, even one night, we'll go to a hotel room just to enjoy each other, get a book that you can read together, watch a movie if you need to, if you need a porn movie. If you need to light candles and set the romantic stage and have a bath together, there's a number of things you can do, but I think young people forget to make each other the priority. Mm -hmm. So busy raising children and they forget each other and then marriages fail because Nobody feels very valued and important to each other. And it's very, very sad because that's when they really need to be united. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's such good advice because, you know, a strong foundation of love is what your sex rests on. So to have good sex, you have to build a strong foundation of love and one that is built on really close connection, friendship, you know, caring about each other, communicating to your partner how important they are to you. So, and it's so easy with kids to just get completely disconnected and and you don't make time for one another. And you really have to work really hard to make that time for one another another, when you have kids. So I think that's fabulous, guys. Yeah, putting your marriage first, and I think especially on mothers today, seems like it's even getting worse, where the kids have so many commitments Mm -hmm. and parents are working and they're stretched really thin and there's not enough time, not enough money, and then... All these expectations are put on you. And I think moms and maybe dads just give up. They just go, well, that's one thing I can put aside and it's not as important. Mm-hmm. And what a shame because that that really is the important part. Mm-hmm. These kids are going to grow up anyway. Maybe they don't need to do all those activities. But maybe, just maybe, your marriage will last through that we'll be by making each other priority. Yeah, I think there's something about making your partner be the priority because at the end of the day when all the kids have to leave, it's you and your partner when are left. And if you haven't made each other a priority, then you're just kind of looking at each other after the kids are gone. And it's well you have now what you've And if you haven't nurtured your sex life, there's a way you've loved one another through sex that you don't show love in any other way in your life. Et cetera. And it connects you in a way that nothing else connects you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that foundation of that strong relationship, you're not gonna be having sex. Well, you can't just get it later when you're in your 50s. It doesn't just come on you suddenly and suddenly you start communicating and stuff. You of have to laugh and have fun through that time. And your kids learn about love by watching you. Yeah, they really do. So what about, yeah, the kids really, really do learn just by what you emulate. And how free you are with sex. How what do you have physical touch with one another? You know, I think you're your role modeling for them. You remember when the little kids come up and they pull on you and you're kissing each other, and the kids are like, "Me too, me too, me too." Well, sometimes they need to know that mommy and daddy love each other, and this is our special kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you're important to us, but in a different way. Right, and it's okay for mommy and daddy to have special mom dad. Absolutely, lock the bedroom door, and children are not allowed to enter for whatever reason. But I think parents are afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. So sadly. Okay, so what about empty nesters that have disconnected, and now they're trying to recreate this relationship? Like, is there any advice you would give those people? for building a strong love, cultivating a strong love for the relationship at that point, and really rekindling that sex life. Are they spending any time together? Or are they both still working, coming home, having dinner, sitting in a chair and watching TV and going to mm-hmm. bed? Um, are they taking time on the weekend to be alone together? Mm-hmm. Are they holding hands? Mm-hmm. Are they doing more than just a little peck? I noticed that one of the things Dennis and I started doing is just giving each other a little kiss as we walked by or maybe just as he left or as I left. What? You know that little kiss? Might be important at the moment, but it's not like a real kiss. It's a peck. Sometimes doesn't mean much after you do it over and over. And, over. and so that's not enough. Your partner needs more than that. So I think taking time to kiss each other, mm-hmm. and cuddling. Mm-hmm. You know, they say foreplay starts, you know, in the kitchen or in the living room before you get to the bedroom. It actually starts at the end of your last... Session. Central That and- Yeah, that's I always what's going to carry a third. It is. So I think it's that. It's the getting into the shower together. You know, it's like I've seen you naked and you've seen me naked, and now we're fat, and now we're old. But it's okay because we like each other <laughs> No <laughs> Because we were 50 pounds lighter back then You know, and our bodies change And it's okay because We've changed together As we go- went along Okay, but that's a hard thing for a lot of people Is when their bodies change You know, little well, he so, likes more about me Than just the body, okay. You know, and it comes down to that It's like, Okay, we get confident oh. in your body too I am, although I have some insecurities, most women do. You know, and I could name the things that if I name them to him, then he's conscious of them. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. I don't want to do that to him. And so it's like, I want him to see me as a 47-year-old. Mm-hmm. I want him to see me as the woman he fell in love with, mm-hmm. but that he still loves. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about my body. It's one of the reasons I kind of let myself go is because I know he accepts me and he still desires me, even though I don't look like that anymore. And the same is true with him. I see his tummy and things, but I don't care. I love him. Oh, I love everything you've said so far today, Brenda. And I'm really, I truly admire you and Dennis for the relationship you've built together. And you've done it right the second time. I mean, usually intentional, well, I encourage you say you made each other priorities. You talked about what you wanted. You were very clear about what you wanted, not just in your relationship, but for your sex life. You were afraid to share your wants and needs. And you made each other a priority. You know, you made each other feel special and cherished. And you made sex a priority, too. So you did all of those wonderful things to keep your relationship vibrant, to keep your love Continuing to grow and to make your sex life be pretty killer. So, I'm really inspiring you. So, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to get to communicate these kinds of things as we get older. Yeah. And I think people need to know. I do. And I think you have so much wisdom to share. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you for joining us in the Great Sex Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone who might enjoy it. If you want more tips about strengthening your relationship and your sex life, please visit my website, lovefilledlife.com. Take care, and I'll see you next time.